All right, today we are doing conference champions and also Heisman Trophy finalists. If you missed last week's or I guess earlier this week's pod, uh, check it out, Hick at Night Podcast, Night spelled N-I-T-E. Or if you visually like to look at my ugly face, Ryan Hickey on YouTube is where these videos are uploaded. All right, let's start the ACC. It's being won by Clemson. Again, I know, shocker, I know, totally going uh, out of left field there. But Clemson's legit. Two reasons. Number one, I love the addition of Gat Riley. One of the best offseason moves any program made. You bring over a, a person with the last name, Riley, let me tell you, they know offense. Brother Lincoln, obviously, has done tremendous wonders wherever he's gone. And Garrett Riley, the same thing. Every quarterback he's worked with has had a big year. So I expect this offense for Clemson to be more explosive, more exciting. Cade Klubnick, I think, is going to be a big beneficiary from that. And we've seen with Dabo Sweeney and his offense, now that they've been around for a while, right? When you don't have Trevor Lawrence and when you don't have uh, Deshaun Watson, their offense is pretty stagnant. It was pretty stale. And so now you finally kind of make some staff changes, you bring in Garrett Riley and kind of go outside your comfort zone, go outside the Clemson family, that's going to be a huge, huge boost for Dabo, for Klubnik, for this Tigers offense. I think they're going to hit the ground running and have a big year. Again, Garrett Riley coming over from TCU. Look what he did with the Horned Frogs and Max Duggan last year. So that's one reason why I'm in on Clemson. Obviously, their defense is going to be stacked as well. That's, I mean, I feel like a, a given, right, every single year with the Tigers. But also, too, I'm not buying Florida State. They, to me, the Seminoles are frauds this year. I don't understand the reason why so many people are buying in. I don't like. I don't see it. What am I missing here? Florida State last year, yes, finished the season on a six-game winning streak. That's why I think a lot of people were in on the Seminoles. Look at who they played. They beat nobody. Duke. Oklahoma with one of their worst finishes they've had in a long time in the bowl game. Florida State being no one of consequence last year during that six-game winning streak at the end of the year that kind of basically put lipstick on a pig of a season. I'm not buying the Seminoles. They, to me, are fraudulent. And until they actually win a big game, I'm not uh, going to believe they they will. Especially, too, look at that schedule. I know they play LSU Week 1, and that does not count. I know for conference play, and that's all we're talking about here. I think they're going to get their clock cleaned. I get to Seminoles in week number one. And then you go on the road at Clemson week four. They are winning that game. They are not winning that game. I don't think they're on the same level uh, as the Tigers. That is for sure. Clemson winning the ACC. The SEC is going to Vanderbilt. Oh, I'm just kidding. I can't do that. It's Georgia. It is Georgia. Their defense is loaded. Carson Beck is someone that's going to just be a, a total game manager. Um, Mike Bobo, again, should be fine and just don't. Get too crazy now is Georgia's new offense coordinator. But I don't really think this year, honestly, the SEC is that deep or that potent. But yes, Georgia graduated a ton the last two years. I mean, to Kirby's credit, they just reload. They don't rebuild anymore. But the biggest threat I see to the dogs this year is LSU. I think we will have a rematch in Atlanta, Georgia, LSU. And I don't see it going really any differently this year compared to how it went last year where Georgia won, uh, even if LSU put up some points at the end there, kind of, Again, make a blowout game a little closer. I don't see really anyone on Georgia's level. Alabama's having a down year. Florida is right now in a mess. Tennessee took a step back after last year and still, to me, are not even close to playing in a style that can be Georgia right now. I don't see a, a real big threat whatsoever for Georgia in the SEC. It's a very soft schedule. 
It's a breeze to Atlanta. Breeze to Atlanta. I think they'll beat whoever wins the SEC West, which I think, which I think it will be LSU for a second year in a row. Georgia winning the SEC, nothing uh, crazy there to discuss. Also, the same vein, Michigan's winning the Big Ten because their two biggest competitors uh, for the Wolverines in Ohio State and Penn State are not built right now to slow down the Wolverines. Michigan's, uh, Michigan State, Ohio State and Penn State, they're built to beat each other. They both are built on athleticism and speed. They're not built to win trench warfare, if you will, where Michigan just going to ground and pound, punch you in the mouth, super physical, run the ball down your throat style of football with the best running back duo in college football with Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards. They are beasts. That offensive line goes seven deep. And again, Ohio State, to me, does not have the bodies inside. Neither does Penn State. Wisconsin's now going to an air raid sort of system. Michigan State stinks. A lot of people are high on Maryland for a big bounce back here. I don't see it whatsoever. Michigan is kind of like Georgia in the sense that it's they're going to be their conference to, uh, to lose. And it should be a situation where both are undefeated and do go into the college football playoff at 13-0. Where... Again, even though I think Michigan's schedule is harder because you have two top seven teams right now preseason in terms of Ohio State and Penn State in your schedule compared to Georgia having Auburn be the toughest team that they're going to face, Tennessee, uh, on their schedule in the regular season. So Michigan should, again, I think, uh, win this conference, win the Big Ten for the third year in a row and should be undefeated in doing so because right now you look at how Ohio State's built more for passing and for speed. Penn State's built to stop that speed and athleticism the Buckeyes have. I don't see Michigan, again, with their style, with their physical grinding style being slowed down. They win the Big Ten. The Big 12 is going to a team in the final year of the conference. Oklahoma. The Sooners in year two, I think, are bouncing back under Brent Venables, and they're winning the conference. Number one. Dylan Gabriel's a really talented quarterback. I know last year was pretty bad and it was ugly, but you're working your, you know, you're kind of figuring out the system for the first time, making the switch. He's banged up, missed two games. He's healthy. I think he'll be now more comfortable in year number two. I think that Sooners offense is going to get going the way he really struggled to at times last year. I think Dylan Gabriel has a big bounce back season for the Sooners. And for Brent Venables, a defensive guru, I just don't see how his defense there is any worse this year than it was last year. It was horrendous last year. Total train wreck. But again, he's recruited a lot better. And now I just, kind of like USC when we talked about them going to the college football playoff, I just don't see how for how bad those two defenses were, how they could be any worse. And last year's rock bottom, which good news for Oklahoma, only way you can go is up. And they will bounce back and win the conference. And also, let's be real here. If you are not picking Oklahoma, you're really going to sell me on Texas? Are you really, really going to put your personal pride on the line by saying, I think the Longhorns are going to win the conference for the first time since 2009? Can't be me. I made a promise to myself that I will never, ever believe in Texas until they actually prove something. You know the old saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me? I'm living that out right now. I believed in the past in Texas. I have looked at the quarterbacks and the coaches and the the, the recruiting numbers uh, that they have brought in year after year after year, and I thought, this is the year Texas is going to break through. This is the year they are legit. And guess what? 
I've been burned basically every single year. So I've learned. I'm not having a shame on me moment. I'm not going to sit here and wave my burnt orange pom-poms like a fool and keep on predicting the same thing over and over and over again of, of believing them and saying they're going to win the conference and then they're proven wrong at the end of the year. No sorry. I am no fool. See this guy behind me if you're watching on video? See the little hat he's got? It's a dunce hat. For those listening, there's a poster behind me. It's like a you know, July 4th outfit, if you will. The hat looks a little cartoonish. That is a dunce hat. That is anyone who picks Texas. That's what you'll be looking like at the end of the year. A dunce, a fool, a clown. You cannot, I'm sorry, cannot hitch your wagons to Texas after they have burned everybody year after year after year. No way. And if you heard Brett Yormark, Big 12 commissioner at the Texas Tech Red Raider luncheon the other day, uh, I'm going to go on a limb here and say, if it's a close call, I don't think the referees are going to be ruling in Texas's favor. The guy's openly rooting for uh, Texas Tech to beat Texas uh, when he's down there for Thanksgiving. The commissioner of the Big 12 is openly rooting against the Longhorns. Texas has made, you know, on their own, failed a bunch. Now at the conference against them? No. I know Oklahoma's leaving as well. I get it. But right now, the ire is with the Longhorns. Either will still take Oklahoma to win this conference. And finally, Pac-12, I think the deepest conference in college football this year, for my money going into the season, the best conference in college football this year. Five teams ranked in the top 20. It's going to be a gauntlet of a uh, gauntlet of a conference season. But my winner, the Trojans. Fight on. Best quarterback in college football, Caleb Williams. One of the best minds in all of college football in Lincoln Riley. Their defense stunk last year, and guess what? That defense almost won them the Pac-12 title last year. Kind of like Oklahoma just talked about. It can't be any worse. It literally cannot be any worse. Defense is only going to get better. USC, I think, is going to win the Pac-12 this year after Caleb Williams was one busted hamstring away in the Pac-12 title game last year for winning that conference championship. Fully healthy, ready to go. He will win the Pac-12 and get USC to the college football playoff. Okay. So ACC going to Clemson, Big Ten going to Michigan, Georgia wins the SEC, Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner, wins the Big 12, and USC, for the last time in their conference, wins the Pac-12. Before we get out of here, the Heisman Trophy, right, invites now the top four get getter, uh, vote-getters to New York. Who will be in New York come December? Said a few names already. Caleb Williams absolutely will be in New York. You get USC to the college football playoff, and win the Pac-12 with, again, no real, right now, household big-time name on offense around you, you are going back to New York. No voter fatigue with Caleb Williams. He'll be a finalist uh, at the Heisman Trophy. Michael Penix Jr., quarterback of Washington. Second last year in terms of passing yards. Absolutely lit it up in year number one with Kalen DeBoer uh, out there. In Seattle, this guy's legit. You have legit wide receivers around him as well. I think he's going to pick up where he left off uh, from last year. I think a big stat year is coming from Michael Penix Jr. My only doubt, honestly, about him being in New York is his health. If he plays 12 games, he will without a doubt be a finalist. Did it last year, played really well. I think now you'll be even more comfortable in year number two. And again, to me, Washington is the biggest threat to the Trojans. I think we will have a USC-Washington Pac-12 title game. I think both those quarterbacks will be in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. All right, two down, two to go. One non-quarterback is going to make it. One non-quarterback is going to be Michigan running back Blake Corum. Blake Corum, to me, 
I think he's going to get in uh, into New York over Marvin Harrison Jr. in large part because I think Michigan's beating Ohio State. I think Ohio State's going to have two losses this year. Penn State and Michigan. And even though Marvin Harrison Jr., right, you would think in theory, well, the, the receiver's less to blame for losses than the quarterback is. I just still think in this situation, you're going to reward the guy and the team that wins the Big Ten and goes to the college football playoff. That's going to be Blake Corm. They're going to run the crap out of the ball. I know they have Dalvin Edwards as well. They've run him a ton. But last year, if Blake Corm didn't get hurt against Illinois, second and last game of the season, he's in New York. I still don't think he's winning it over Caleb Williams, but he's absolutely going to be a finalist and uh, be at the ceremony. I think he bounces back, healthy this year, loaded offensive line, going to run the hell out of the ball, super talented. Blake Corm, I think, is going to be the one non-quarterback going to the ceremony. Fourth and final finalist. A little bit of a limb here, but it goes back to one prediction I made before. I think Dylan Gabriel's going to have a big year. Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma not only is going to lead them to the uh, Big 12 title, but I think also is going to get himself to be a Heisman Trophy finalist. You lose Marvin Mims Jr., which is a really talented receiver last year, but it kind of goes back to if you put up big numbers and there's really no one else at receiver, tight end, or running back that's going to like kind of take votes away from you and you make everyone around you better— I think you're going to get the recognition you deserve, and that's going to lead you to being a, a Heisman finalist. So Oklahoma, I think, is going to be a top-10 team uh, when it's all said and done. And when you do have a guy kind of leading what is an under-the-radar team to a conference championship, I think you're going to see Dylan Gabriel uh, in New York as a Heisman Trophy finalist. I'll say the one guy left out, maybe the honorable mention, uh, if you will, Cade Klubnik. That's going to be a guy I think is going to have a big statistical season again. Garrett Riley coached quarterbacks, put up big numbers. That will definitely be the case here for K. Klubnik. I think that he just falls just short of getting to New York. Dylan Gabriel, Blake Corum, Michael Penix Jr., Caleb Williams, four finals for the Heisman Trophy. The winner, move over, Archie Griffin. Caleb Williams for the second year in a row, second ever player to be a, a uh, back-to-back Heisman Trophy final, uh, Heisman Trophy winner, I should say. He makes history. He wins a trophy, USC, my national champion.